People have told stories of the strange and supernatural for centuries. Tales of the restless dead return to haunt the living. Whispers of damned souls doing the devil's bidding on earth. Rumors of inhuman things that still hunt the old forests, untouched by the glare of modern life. There may be more to these stories than you could ever imagine. Join us tonight as we delve into the deeper truth inside these mysteries. Hello, and how the devil are you all? Welcome to Don't Break the Oath podcast. Yes, thank you very much for listening today. Thank you very much. I am Riff Raff, and this is Maka. We are your hosts for today's show, and most shows, Yes, in fact. Yes. So, today we are going to be mainly talking about shadow people and the Hatman phenomenon. Yeah, I think the link, well, the link to anyway. Yeah, yeah. For those who don't know, there's the... The Hat Man is just a, a different variety of because sh- yeah because one shadow person wasn't enough was it so now no. we've got two. Yeah. Uh, this guy goes around wearing a wide brim hat. Yeah, look at these a top bloke. Now we did sort of talk about this guy before when we did the genie episode. Yeah, I think um, yeah again this this uh, it, it's, it's along meant, the same lines as the shadow people. The yeah, gin and we brought yeah because in the gin we brought up in the genie episode because we brought up the gin didn't we? Yeah, and uh, that was the wide brim uh, guy. So, right, before we get into that then, let's just do the reviews quick. And if you haven't already, please leave us a review if you can. Very, very important. And it's very much appreciated when you do. And subscribe and uh, visit the website, don'tbreaktheoathpodcast.com. Visit uh, Facebook. Right, so reviews from the UK were from Star Star Wish. Okay, and she mentioned that we was funny at times, so. Yeah, Yeah, so... There's yeah. many bottles of drunk. Well, that's it. Yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah. You know, so. uh, Stuster, uh, she gave us a three star review, which is still good. Yeah, thank uh, you. But she just said the storytelling was great, but there was a little bit too much swearing. Um, mm, well, we do try to keep it to a minimum, but yes, sometimes I think it's uh, apt to do so. That's me being, you know. Yeah, depends, depends how many rum you've been drinking. Yes, uh, that's terrible. I do apologise, but I uh, hope yes. you enjoy the storytelling. Yes. Um, in the USA, then, we had Evil Dupin. Uh, that was another great review, five stars. Thank you very much. We had Kelly Listens to Podcasts, who um, gave us three stars, I believe, which is still good, but obviously she did complain about me sniffing. <laughs> Again, uh, I might kind of say here that uh, Leo's got a bit of man flu today, so yeah, there actually, will be a bit of sniffing, but it's not on purpose, yeah. honestly. It's just because Lee's not very well. That was uh, aptly timed, that one, really. Yeah, but, uh, it was. Yeah, I'm, uh, like, I try and keep it to a minimum. I'm aware of the sniffing in general because, uh, like I say, my nose, I've got issues with my nose and it does cause me to sniff, so I'm aware of that, but thank you for pointing it out, giving me a complex and all that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, not really. I was well aware of it. Yeah. And then um, Arch... I uh, know. I think it's a backle, a backle, a backley. You know who you are. Um, thank you very much for your five star review on the USA iTunes. Yeah. That was uh, due to hearing us on Hillbilly Horror Story. Yeah. So, so say thank you. Thank very you much very to, much to Jerry as well. I'm so for glad that. you've been listening, and I'm glad you enjoyed the show. Right. So I'm moving that swiftly on. Um, stay tuned for the paranormal po- uh, paranormal news as well. Yeah, that will be coming up. Yeah, sure. Some good, that will be coming up. Good stuff today. Midway through the show. Okay. Just before, actually, just before we get into the show, I just wanted to make uh, make a little announcement. If you haven't already entered the t-shirt competition, please do so. You can do that via the website or email us at dbtopodcastgmail.com. Uh, the question was, uh, what do pirates call eggs? 
Um, if you don't know the answer, and we've had some funny answers. Yeah, we have. Uh, you know, people have got the wrong wrong answer, but it's been quite funny. So if you send us a sto- if you send us an answer that's the wrong answer, but it's quite funny, we'll enter you in the draw as well. Yeah. Um, obviously, if you send us the right answer, obviously you, you can win the, the draw. So that question is. What the pirates call eggs? Again, just email is the answer, or private messages on Facebook. Uh, yeah, you know, obviously, don't tell everybody the answer. But yeah, if you send us a funny answer, we'll put you in the drawer. So if you want a free T-shirt, enter the drawer. And the T-shirt is fantastic. Yes, and it is. There's a few different designs, and it is of your choice, of course. And it is also free delivery. Right. So moving on then into the show. Shadow Man, right? Whenever you look into the Shadow Man, Shadow Being, Shadow People, the Hat Man, Jin, we always come across this sleep paralysis side of things. Um, I'm not convinced. Nor am I. But for those who don't know, basically, sleep paralysis, in a nutshell, is where you are conscious, but you're unable to move. Um, So in scientific terms, that's uh, what would be you're conscious... But you're unable to move. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So uh, that, that's scientifically uh, yeah. nailed on. Basically, it? it's uh, when your brain's brain wakes up, but your body's still asleep. Okay, so you can't move your limbs and all the rest of it, but your eyes and your mind's still working, so you can look around the room, that kind of thing. Now, some people often feel uh, a pressure applied to the chest. It's where yeah. we get the old hag, uh, old hag, which we spoke about before. Yeah, we did. Yeah, uh, and you know, in a sense of being choked as well. That can, that's mm. very common with sleep process. Now, what's, what, where I don't really buy into the sleep paralysis and the shadow man, I'm not saying that doesn't happen when people have sleep paralysis, because it does. You know what I mean? People, have, A lot of people report it. And yeah, of we've course. Got the yeah. I've got so, my own version of that in a minute. When you, but when you the difference that. between that and the shadow man is people have seen shadow men walking through forests. There's a particular forest in America, which I was trying to find um, doing, you know, doing the research for this, and I can't remember the name of it. I can't find it. But I know there's a, there's a forest where they found... Um, what's believed to be pagan. This is America, but it's yeah. believed to be pagan monuments in this uh, forest. If anybody knows this forest that I'm talking about, just uh, you know, email me. Or... Wasn't, wasn't the one in, in China or Japan, the forest there, was, it, it was where nobody goes? Oh, the suicide forest. Is that uh, yeah, the suicide yeah. forest? Yeah, well, well this... Again, this... That, there's been... I mean, nobody goes there. It's really... Yeah, but, dead stuff. Yeah, well, obviously, yeah. yeah. Well, I'm saying, yeah. it's, you know, but there's a lot of, a lot of uh, um, figures being seen there throughout the woods. You know, I'm not yeah. saying what was like shadow people, whatever, but strange creatures have been in that woods. Well, as this well, woods so. in this woods in America is that like people actually report being followed by them. They look behind them and they can see them darting between trees. It's not Bigfoot, mm. but it, they say it is shadow. You can see yeah. them through it. And, um, you know, you can see it's clearly a shadow in the daylight. Like, but um, obviously, they're seen during the day, wide awake. Uh, my own personal shadow man experience. Uh, You've had a couple, haven't you? Which was yeah, which was um, I was wide awake, you know. Yeah. Um, so the sleep paralysis does play into it a little bit, but not totally. Mm. Um, but that moves that moves us on to the uh, Tim Brown's website, and Tim Brown is a is a researcher into this now because he had his own personal experience. Yeah. So he set up a website called thehatmanproject.com. Uh, so if you want to read more about this, or if you've had your own site and you want to tell him about it, tell us about it uh, as well. But if you want to tell him about it, that's the place to go. Um, so, do you just want to give us... I'll, I'll give my version. For, um, I mean, sleep paralysis, yeah. Um, I don't believe in a scientific one. My, my version on this one is that um, you have another body, spirit body. So when you sleep at night, your spirit body goes into the astral realms or yeah. you know the other realms, and your body sleeps because mm. your body is just a machine. 
Uh, and I think sometimes when you wake up in the morning, your body wakes up first, but your your spirit body is not fully back into your own body, so it doesn't function. It's like a robot, you know, without the controller inside the body. Not the pilot. Without the pilot, the pilot's still away somewhere, but your machine wakes up, so it doesn't do anything. You know what I mean? The pilot's away, but again, I think that's my take on sleep paralysis: that the spirit body is not back into the body there when the body wakes up. So. There's been many cases of this as well. As people said, they've been, been in a dream state and they're half awake and half asleep and they can't move. Yeah. It's just, you know, the, the, the spirit body's not back into the body fully. So that explains it for me anyway. So, yeah, well, let's, should we carry on with this one? Yeah, if you want to take it away with Tim's. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take it with Tim's. Uh, right, okay. Uh, my experience with the hat man came in 1994 when I was about 14 years old. I was living with my grandmother and great-grandmother at the time in my home in Nashville, Tennessee. I had been staying up really late that night, and about two o'clock in the morning, I found myself laying in bed and nodding off as I was watching TV. The lights were all off, and the only light that was lighting my room was coming from the TV set in front of me. From where I was laying in bed, my position was up against the wall. Looking down toward my feet, I had a clear view all the way into and through my great-grandmother's room, which was parallel to mine, as there was no door between my room and hers. I could also see into the hallway. Just inside the hallway was the doorway going into my grandmother's room. As I was laying there, with the covers pulled up to my face, nodding off, my eyes would open and fall, open and fall, over and over again, except that I heard something on TV that made me open my eyes, a little wider, only this time I saw something out the corner of my eye. I had always a fear about intruders and what I would do if someone ever broke into our home. For a brief moment, I thought that the movement I was seeing might be my grandmother getting up to go to the bathroom. But as I moved my eyes more into focus, looking down through my great-grandmother's room into the hallway, I very quickly realised that it wasn't my grandmother. What I saw gripped me immediately with fear and dread. I saw a tall, human-like figure, and the figure looked like that of a man. The man had no distinguished... Sorry, distinguished... Distinguishable features whatsoever. I could see no eyes, no nose or mouth, only blackness. I looked like a shadow, only darker, much darker. He had a very wide-brimmed hat and a long trench coat that flowed as he moved. I started to tremble. My heart began to race. At that moment, I came to conviction that there was an, indeed an intruder in my house. As I watched him move in the back of my, of my mind, I began to play out scenarios as to what he and I was going to do. Was I going to yell? Was I going to get up and run after him and try to, fr- uh, t- try to fight him? I kept uh, looking into the hallway. He stood there at the threshold between my great-grandmother's room and my grandmother's room. He leaned his head and body into my great-grandmother's room and, and looked in, turning his head towards her and then towards me. I had my eyes closed as much as I could so I could still see him and yet still look like I was sleeping. He stood there for what seemed like an eternity. He then moved very slowly and without sound back into the hallway just out of view. Then immediately I saw his figure move towards my grandmother's room, the same as before. He leaned his body and head in 
looking at her, again not making a sound. He then leaned back and moved out of view into the hallway. At this point, I didn't know what else to do. I was convinced that he had, uh, we had some kind of burglar in the house, so I summed up as much courage as I could, jumped out of bed yelling, and charged into the hallway ready for a fight. I turned, the hall turned into the hallway and he was gone. Obviously, I, I was startled and woke up my grandmother and great-grandmother. I told them what, I had, what had happened and needless to say, we didn't go back to sleep for a long time. And when we did, we left the light on. After my experience that night and during the next day, I spent a lot of time talking with my family about what had happened. I was surprised to know that my experience of this man with the hat and cape was not the only one that had happened in that house. As it turned out, both my grandmother and great-grandmother had seen the same thing, although they described him in different terms. Over the years since that time, I had grown very antagonistic against the whole thing, brushing it off as mere happenstance, a figment of my imagination, or perhaps the result of my nodding off and being in that between place of half being awake and half asleep. I thought about it every now and then, but relegated it to the back of my mind, and paying little attention to it. I would continue to feel this way about the experience until two years ago. That's when everything changed. I was listening to Coast to Coast AM with George Norrie one evening, and it was really late at night, perhaps two in the morning or three in the morning. They were doing a show on what was called Shadow Beings. It was the first time that I had ever heard of something like that. As I listened to the show, Nothing could prepare me for what I heard next. George Norrie and the guests went on to describe people's experiences, with one particular shadow being a dark man-like figure with a large, wide-brimmed hat and a cape. Immediately, I felt chills run down my spine. I knew at that moment that what, what had happened to me as a teenager was not a figment of my imagination, and he was definitely not the result of me nodding off. I had seen what these people were describing. Since that time, I have engaged in quite a bit of research on the phenomena of the Hatman. I have read countless stories from other people who have similar experiences and have compared people's stories to try to make sense out what is happening. I now believe that I am at a place in life where I can draw some conclusions on who or what the Hatman is and how he is connected to the wider experience of the shadow people. This website serves as a staging ground to continue my research and to, have, to offer my help to those who have experienced the same phenomena. <clears throat> so, you see, when he was talking about the wide brim hat and the cape and all that, just I don't know why, but I just went straight to Spring Hill Jack. Yeah, yeah, yeah Spingle Jack. We did a show on Spingle Jack, didn't we? So, I don't know if they're all from the same place, so I don't know. But this is another one that was submitted to that uh, this this website, and it was uh, the headline, if you like, is I was. It was the most terrifying experience I've ever had. It was the most terrifying experience I've ever had. I was always fascinated with ghost stories, horror films, mysteries and even strong spiritual connections. I can honestly say though I never truly believed in ghosts. There was always too much of a question there. If you ever had an experience like this, you will never 
question again, as it opens up all kinds of doorways, though, and thoughts of the supernatural. In my house, in 1970s, southern home, I felt the presence before. It's often is negative, but has also been angelic. After my mother passed, there were little things that happened when me and my sister were young. We shared a room together. I had seen a wolf-like creature standing by her nightstand with green neon glowing eyes. And another time, she saw an angel watching me as I slept. I just want to say that doesn't sound very angelic, does it? But No, not really, no. But uh, anyway. A mixture, though, yeah. Those visions faded with time and age. One night, just a few years ago now, I had fallen asleep in my bedroom. I felt something was watching me. My eyes flew open and standing near the foot of my bed, kind of at the side, was a man watching me. He had beady, piercing black eyes. He was old, but had no wrinkles, white hair and a white short beard. He wore what that appeared to be a black trench coat, uh, a rounded, long-brim, Amish-looking hat, or a sharp-brimmed, vintage fedora. His look was dull, stoic, slightly sad, intrigued somehow by me, menacing because of it. I got the feeling he had been here before. That's interesting. After yep. several good seconds of realising this was in fact real, I let out a blood-curdling scream. I ran up the back of the bed against the wall, and he vanished before me. I turned on the night lamp and grabbed my phone, went outside my room, and called my sister. What is curious is that my mother passed a year later in the same month. I often think he was a foreteller of doom, or just curious entity that wanted something, but unsure how to attain it. It helps to know other people have seen this man. I would like to talk to someone who actually saw this pale man's uh, direct face because very few have read, uh, very few I've read have saw seen him at such close range. I can still see him right now in my mind. It is interesting that it's always it's always a man. Yeah, it's always a man. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the particular shadow person I saw was not... It was asexual, if you like, because you couldn't tell if it was a man or a woman. Mm. It was just a shadow. Yeah. And again, it wasn't wearing a hat. Yeah. Uh, when I was about three, I started seeing this entity that I now know is called the Hat Man. It started after my family and my family and I moved from Memphis to Tennessee to a smaller town about five hours outside of Memphis called Chattanooga. We moved into this small house uh, on this quiet street and I started seeing him almost immediately. He was about eight, eight to nine feet tall, completely jet black from head to toe, but you could see his outline, which seemed to portray a long trench coat, a smaller top hat, not a bowler. I also could sense that he had on a three-piece suit somehow. He never had eyes, although I've read online that people have reported white, yellow and red with him if he has visible eyes at all. I could only see him out of my corner of my eye and as soon as I looked, he was gone. 
but it was one of those things where I knew with absolute certainty that I had seen it. It was frequent sightings immediately. I started seeing him everywhere, at the grocery store with my mum, in my room, at my friend's houses, driving in a car. It was absolutely, absolutely terrifying. And this went on for 10 years. I remember one night in particular when I was about seven, I had been sitting in my mum's room on her bed using this board I used to sit and do my homework on. I was finish, finishing, uh, finishing up some project on Alaska or something along those lines and I got up to go and put the board where I always kept it behind my armour. The only light on in my room was a TV which was turned on all the way down. I remember seeing him standing there out the corner of my eye and hoping for just a second said mum when I looked I saw him directly for two seconds but before he darted underneath my bed yeah um anyway um it it started uh with a feeling of fingers being lightly run through my hair or my or my hair being lifted and dropped on my head then it started becoming aggressive pulling my hair so hard that it made my head jerk back and i would scream because it hit so uh, because my scalp would throb afterwards then I started having instances of things flying across the room at me. Uh, I had lost my television remote and tore my bed apart looking for it, only to have remade my bed and sat down in confusion and it dropped from the freaking air in front of me. Once I was lying in bed when I was nine in the summer with my friend Taylor, who was spending the night and I was telling her about him, when a brush that was in my bathroom in a basket landed landed in between us. What makes this even more insane and not even more po impossible was that not only was my brush in a bathroom, but the bathroom door was closed and there was a canopy surrounding my bed. There was no, absolutely no way without making that canopy move that this could have happened. Some mornings I would wake up with scratches down my arms. These things continued until I was 13 when I came actually face to face with him like I never had before. I was ready, uh, getting ready to walk down the steps to get something to eat from my room. And when I went to start down the steps, he was there at the end of the steps, staring at me. This time it was menacing. I was done and I was terrified. So I started crying and I screamed at the top of my lungs, go away. And he disappeared. After that, I didn't see him for days and thought it was over for sure. I was wrong. Uh, the last time I ever saw him, he was leaned up against a doorway to the third floor of my parents' house and once again he let me look directly at him. This time I was just within half a foot of him. I just remember running as fast as I could into my sister's room and I never saw him again. So this on this one, he's made a bit of a menace of himself. Yeah. This one. There's a few stories. But you really I mean, people see him, but this time he's been, you know, really... See, this, a lot of people get this... this I mean, reading these stories, a lot of people get this impression that he's menacing or evil. Um, but there tends not to be any really evidence for that. Do you know what I mean? Well, they the see him and they get that emotion, mm. but he do not really do anything. But then, then there's other stories where people see him shortly before somebody dies, almost like he's coming to collect the soul that kind of thing you know, like I a, don't believe that you know like a grim reaper type thingy. yeah I don't believe that uh, there's a number of stories where people have seen him within a few days of somebody yeah. dying so 
I don't know whether that's significant or. I mean, you know, like I say, the one I saw, nobody died. No. Um, but that other story, she mentioned that, um, you know, that she felt like he'd been there before, you know, that sort of thing. Yeah. That was very similar in my experience. When I saw what I saw, it felt like um, I, I knew this thing, you know, I'd seen it before somewhere, even though I haven't. Um, I got that impression, so I don't know why, you know, it comes across like that. But again, you know, I, I think some of these, um, uh, I think what mostly these are, shadow people, um, Hatman, whatever, uh, they're all lower astral realms, they're all lower astral entities, and I think they are psychic vampires. I don't know what your take on it, Lee, is, but I think they are too, obviously, you know, um, they're like, they need, Dark energy. They need that fright. You to be frightened uh, to feed off that energy. Yeah. So I mean, there's many cases where you know they're around people who are depressed, people who are maybe drugs, you know, depressed state. They hang around these people, you know, and they just feed off. Um, the Hatman to me is, is this, you know, I know about the shadow people. There's low astral realms. Maybe this Hatman is the governor. I don't know. Uh, but there's been many many stories of this uh, being seen. But in all cases, the people get frightened. Screamed, frightened, terrified. You know, then he, yeah. then he disappeared. But like I say, they get frightened by the unknown more than you know. If the creature was trying to creature or being or whatever you want to call it was trying to cause fear, yeah, like, you know, like a psychic vampire type thing, then it doesn't really go out of its way to do that, does it? Well, again, you know, the, obviously, the, 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 they must uh, come into the atmosphere and go to people for a reason. You know, it's not to say hello for a visitation, is it? You know, I, I do know um, from experience that sometimes, I mean, I've had it when I was little, uh, maybe 10, 11 years old when I was, uh, I'm still psychic now, but I was a bit more psychic then, I suppose. Um, I used to see outlines coming to my bedroom, negative outlines, and that freaked me out. That was frightening because they were just dark objects, you know, and, and I thought it was the monsters, devils or whatever, you know, but I think it really comes down to, I mean, that, that outline could be in a, a family member. But in my mind's eye, my psychic eye, all I saw was an outline, but they could be a family member. So, you know, I've had a few monsters on my bed in my time, quite a few. But uh, so again, I, know what, I know what fright does. I know what it can do to so you. So you're just getting frightened again by the mere presence of the thing, rather than... If you see someone black... Yeah, you know, that's what I'm saying, right? Badly. Rather than what it's actually doing. Yeah. Yeah. So... I'll just give you one more story here, shall I? Yeah, okay. Shoot. Okay, this one is called He looked blacker than the night. I could feel the evil. Again, you know what I mean? There's yep. a couple of things that I point out. And the blacker than the night thing, that's uh, quite relevant because the they really are black, you know. Obviously they are blacker than black. Yeah, the yeah. dark's dark, but yeah. these are black, you know. Yeah. If something to stand out in the dark, it's gotta be I know it sounds like an oxymoron, but it's got to be black. It's got to be dark, real dark. Stand that in the dark, you know. Uh, obviously, sounds strange to say, but I was twenty-three when I saw and think I experienced what people call the Hatman. It was by far the most terrifying experience of my life. First, let me say it was early morning and still dark. My mother and I are both nurses and work day shifts. We left early for work before daylight. I was staying with my mum to save money. A single mum worries. My mother would drop my five-year-old son off 
at daycare for me because it was on her way to work. We lived on five acres with large lights on the wooden poles throughout the property. They turned on by a timer. It gave a sense of protection because it could get really dark. But this illusion was dispelled instantly that morning. Walking to our vehicles, I noticed a man standing under one of the lights closest to the house. I couldn't see his clothes per se, but their outlines. He didn't have a trench coat. It looked to be a mid-five Victorian era coat tapered. He had on boots from the outline suggested, a stove hat and he was looking at his watch on a chain. He didn't cast a shadow of his own. He was black as night. It was amazing. The things that go through your head when you, when you, when you see something yep. like this yep. is happening. I could feel the evil coming off him in waves. It was almost like my adrenaline was about to make my heart explode. I was so terrified I actually felt my eyes dilate. I began screaming at my mother to put my son in the car. Just go. Get the fuck now. Not my usual vocabulary. Plus, they didn't see or feel what I was feeling. My mother kept yelling, what's wrong, what's wrong? I walked back to the car, put my son in the seat and literally forced my mum into, into leaving without me. All the while, it's watching. I, can, I can't see it smiling, but I can. If that makes sense. Yeah. Does done it because you get the feeling, you get the impression of what it's thinking or what it's yep, doing. You know? yep. It made me sick to my stomach. We had 500 feet long drive that led to a dirt road, very isolated. I didn't get in my car and follow my mother and son until they were at the end. I had to make sure it wouldn't follow my mother. Uh, <clears throat> I had to make sure it wouldn't follow them. I looked straight at it. My heart was running 10k. And I'm standing still. I left finally to find my mother waiting for me at the end of the dirt road on the highway. Bewildered, I made her leave and call her from my cell to explain why I had acted like a crazy person. Strangely, she believed me. I don't think it was I don't think it was used to my reaction. I had to protect my family even though I knew it was there for me. I don't know how I knew this, I just did. I hope to never feel that type of intense fear again. Ever. I've met my quota in spades. Mm. Oh. So that's just a case where she's... Again, you know what I mean? This is what I'm saying. She feels fear coming from it. She, you know, gets a sense of what it's thinking even. Um, and again, she says, I felt like it was there for me. Right. You know? It's what I'm saying. Sometimes people can get mixed up with um, the hat man or shadow person <clears throat> um, instead of a family member or loved one. You know, it depends on how the how the uh, the psychic eye is open. You know, I, I experienced this. I experienced this many years ago. Still, maybe experienced a little bit today. You know, I'll see something in my eye. And it, is it that or is it something else? I've got one here. Uh, this is for from Lauren. Um, she said, well, my siblings and grandmother, all who just happened to be spending the night 
and I were having a little sleepover downstairs in the family room. We decided to stay up for quite a while as we watched TV and played cards. At 11 or 12pm everyone decided to go to sleep so we turned off the TV and lights too. Naturally but that at this point we could tell something was off. The room didn't feel heavy but we sensed something. So they sensed something yeah, yeah. before it comes in the atmosphere. Okay, This is when it got weird. As we buried ourselves in the pull-out couch we all instantaneously saw in the corner of our eyes our peripheral vision a shadow but not just any shadow this was pure black entity that stood out from the darkened subtle hazes of the room he, he, he wasn't showing us a threatening aura or anything he just stood there what's weird however <clears throat> is that when we saw him in the mirror like I mentioned before because we saw him instantaneously we also instantaneously screamed What's strange is that we could only see him in the mirror and nowhere else. He wore a long hat, not a top hat, but a hat about half that height with a long trench coat. When we tried looking at him entirely, he disappeared without a trace. We couldn't choose between running or staying in the bed, all of us frozen by shock. After a few more seconds of thinking it over, we decided to haul ourselves out of there. Being the supernatural and spiritual lover that I am, I was uh, ecstatic about what I just ex I had experienced. Real proof of a ghost. I did some research and it turns out that that experience was real. I looked up the shallow people along with the tale that came along with them. And now, one to two years later, I want to meet this gentleman again. So I visit the mirror, looking at it every so often and leave myself to my endless thoughts, wondering if I'll ever see him again or not. Mm -hmm. So this time, he was in the mirror. He came through the mirror, or he wasn't actually in the mirror, so. But you can only see him in the mirror, that's weird, that, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. So it's like a sort of horror film. Yeah. Wouldn't it be the same though, in the car, if you look in your rear view mirror, and then you, you looked in you, and then mm. you're driving along the dark night, and then look in and you see someone in the back with a hat and a, and a trench coat. Right, the back and you look over, there. and he's not there, but you look in the rear view mirror, and oh, he's there again. I bet it's been, I bet it's been, oh, I haven't read a story about it, but it seems intriguing. So, um, definitely uh, in, in my uh, experience, uh, definitely a low astral realm. I think, the, I, think that, I think they are psychic vampires. Um, I know you'll have different takes on it, Lee. Um, or, I just don't see, I don't see them causing, other than the mere presence of them, but it would be the same if like... Um, you know, if you woke up and there was a grizzly bear sat on the end of your fucking bed, you know. Well, that's physical, that. Isn't it? Yeah, but you'd well, get the same. Left on, you'd, you'd just tear your apart, wouldn't it? You know, you get frightened by it, you yeah. know. Uh, but it, but it's not it's not doing anything to frighten you. It's just the mere fact that it's a grizzly bear sat on the end of your bed. He's frightening. Um, obviously, it could be doing something. It could be chewing you, chewing your ankles, wouldn't it? But, yeah, but, but you'd wake up then, though, wouldn't you? Yeah, but yeah. what I'm saying is, these things don't cause fear. Um, you know, like I say, when the one I saw, yeah, I think what I'll do is think I'll. Uh, I know I've told it before. So what I'll do is I'll re-record my my Shadowman experience yes, and maybe absolutely. maybe put it up on Facebook or something. Yeah, uh, you know, if you want to check, if you want to, if you wear one, want to wear what I didn't. Saw, didn't you say it pushed you or it pushed pushed a, person, a friend of mine? Pushed yeah, a friend of yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's get it's physical. You know, it's, it's physical. In, so it was yeah. in our realm. Yeah, if you want to, it was uh, the atmosphere. Yeah, in this atmosphere. Yeah. 
But yeah. I, I don't know what to make of it. Incidentally, there is a there is a film out called Shadowman, which I'm gonna uh, mm, yeah look into. But I don't know if you've had a Shadowman experience and you'd like to let us know. Yeah, yeah. Email us at dbto podcast. Especially when that's hiding under your bed. Yeah, yeah, that's strange. Yeah. Right, should we do a bit of paranormal news? Yes, we'll do a bit of paranormal news, mate. And then we'll I've got, got a ghost story today. A little ghost story for you after that. Hello and welcome to another instalment of the Paranormal News, broadcasting to you from places unknown, bringing you the top three paranormal headlines of the week. Five, four, three, two, one. What a spectre! Terrified, terrified mum calls police after seeing her children as ghosts and cops turn up to investigate. Cops in Devon were forced to attend a woman who called 999 claiming she could see her children like ghosts. Another member of the public reported a UFO hovering over a forest, while a second man rung in claiming he was a vampire drinking his own blood. Yeah. These strange cases were among a dozen listed in a Devon and Cornwall police dossier on supernatural activity. The document reveals police were called to reports of ghosts, vampires, zombies and paranormal activity 17 times over the past three years. Others complained about ghosts trying to break into a house, a neighbour coming through the wall and zombies in the street. Office attended the scene in many of the cases, although a spokesman said cops would not routinely attend an incident for the report of paranormal activity. He added, an officer will however attend if there's concern for welfare for either the caller or another individual or where there is reason to believe an offence may have occurred. Cops say the reports are not indicative of the supernatural or paranormal presences in the county. They're mad. So, yeah, they tend just to put people away, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a vampire. I'm drinking me. What's that 9-9 for, then? Yeah. Obviously, he slit his wrist. And, yeah, well, yeah. they need to get medical attention. Yeah, probably. that's... <laughs> yeah, definitely. From the sun. The sun. The scum. Yeah. Uh, an illustrator who fears his home is being haunted by a ghost named Dear David has been sharing live updates about the strange goings-on that have occurred in his flat. Adam Ellis claims the ghost of a dead child is haunting his New York apartment and now he's uploading a creepy video that he believes backs his allegations. Adam again sharing his experience at the start of the month but now the paranormal activity seems to have escalated. At first he dreamed of a young boy haunting his apartment and plotting to kill him. But then he started noticing usual changes uh, unusual changes to his flat, including furniture moving around and his cats acting weirdly. Cats act weirdly. Yeah. Uh, Twitter users have been gripped by the eerie ghost story uh, analysis snaps of the shadows in Adam's room. Uh, but even Adam, most avid followers, have been left feeling spooked by the latest development. The illustrator recently moved one of his chairs out of his bedroom and claimed it's been in various parts of the living room ever since. 
Incidentally, yeah, he has posted videos of this chair moving. Yeah, well, so we'll put that on the hangout, won't yeah. we? After installing motion sensing sensors and cameras in his room, Adam became even more concerned. He shared a bizarre clip of the green rocking chair appearing to rock back and forth without anyone touching it. The Twitter user said, I knew it couldn't be the wind because I haven't had a window open. It's all this summer. And the AC is like... <laughs> I like to keep it chilly. Adam tried not to panic, but the fear of a mysterious clip appeared to intensify his fears. The footage shows a turtle artwork falling from the ceiling, uh, and one blue chair in the background appears to disappear. After initially exclaiming, Fuck this! I'm not staying here tonight! Adam had a change of heart. He said, This is too much! I'm taking a Xanax and going to bed. The haunting mystery is yet to be solved. Oh well. Uh, I think he's doing it for attention. You reckon? Somerset Horror Story, the chilling story of Sally in the wood. Somerset's creepy forest where no birds sing and the ghost of a murdered girl haunts visitors. Many say that the birds in the woods can't sing and the road through it has garnered a local reputation as a dangerous place to drive after dark. Just outside the city of Bath you'll find a road which many locals are reluctant to drive down, especially at night. Known as Sally in the Wood, the road cuts through Brown Folly, a patch of woodland supposedly haunted by the ghost of a murdered girl. Many say that the birds in the woods can't sing, and the road through it has garnered a local reputation as a dangerous place to, to drive after dark. Drivers have reported hearing a child scream from the darkness of the woods, and some swear they've seen the ghost of a young girl running out into the road. Legend has it that Sally, a murdered girl, haunts the woods at night, causing crashes on the unlit stretch of road where she ventures out from between the trees. For terrified locals, the Somerset ghost story is all too real, and it's not uncommon for drivers to refuse to pass through the woods once the sun has set. The story of Sally in the Woods centres on a sinister town in Brown Folly, where Sally, a gypsy girl, was supposedly imprisoned in the 18th century. Locked up without food and water, the girl was left to die in the tower, according to the chilling legend. And they say the murdered girl became a ghost, restlessly roaming the woods at night, and often straying out into the unlit stretch of road which cuts through it. Driving past, many claim to have heard crying sounds from the tower and they say that even birds avoid the pitch-black darkness of Brown's Folly. A number of ghost-hunting websites have dedicated themselves to finding the truth behind this dark legend. But with few people brave enough to investigate the woods at night time, hear me, me newly, much of the hype surrounding the legend is pure hearsay passed on in local pubs and on the internet. One site, the Ghost Hunt UK, claims that Sally, in the wood, has been the scene of eight fatal car crashes in the past decade, most of which remain unexplained. Yeah, everyone's dead. Where, where was that? Somerset. Hurrah! Hurrah! 
Yeah, I'd go and look and in the, the woods. i drinker. I'd go and look at the woods. That yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll camp there one night, no problem. Right, People um, bought me a tent uh, and uh, all the camping equipment, and I'd uh, definitely uh, stay there night and uh, check it out. <sighs> Just do a quick conclusion, then, and I've got a ghost story to tell you. So... I've heard, I've heard this shadow man, I've even, or the hat man, I've even heard people lumping aliens with this. Um, but I don't get that impression. Well, I've had, a, I've had a couple of run-ins with these kind of alien beings, but not, you know, as I said before, I saw one in my back room, it was about nine foot for about a second. It backed off and I, was, I thought I really had intruded in the house, you know, and I was a bit, uh, I was a bit, you know, shocked. So I put the light on, went in the back room, there's nothing there, you know, so... I think, yeah, I don't think they're aliens. I don't think, I don't believe that. I think they're low astral realms and they come in for a, a bit of a feed and that's my mm. take on it. But the hat man, possibly it could be another. Nah, another. Well, I go for interdimensional being. Yeah. Yeah, really. I don't know. I just think, I think they're interested in us. I don't think they're here to do us harm. Um, no, I think they're, they're alarmed when we notice them. Ooh. I do get that impression. Um, so maybe they're not supposed to be noticed. Hence yeah. why the shadows, you know? Yeah, well, the, the, um, they say you, you see them in the corner of your eye, don't you? And they're gone. Yeah, because if know, you want to so. stay, you know, if you want to stay hidden, you stay keep, hidden. keep to the shadows, don't you? You know yeah. what I mean? So uh, possibly why they are shadows is because they, do, they don't want to be seen. Because I don't know, I don't know why. Because speculate all day. But uh, yeah, shadow people. Anyway, ghost story then, yeah? Yeah. So this lady gets in touch with me, uh, someone I know pretty well actually, I won't say her name for privacy reasons, um, but essentially what she's, what she's, what happened is she moved into a new flat, okay, Yeah. and at the time she was just here going around there, she still had a, her other home uh, and the, the husband and the children were, were there and she was spending nights at this flat, just getting it decorated, ready to move in. Okay. Okay, so she's there one particular night, she's painting the upstairs landing light and um, she's got a CD player plugged into the wall and all the rest of it. Anyway, she finishes off for the night, goes downstairs, do some washing up and that kind of stuff and she can hear voices. So I'm like, voices? And she thought, fucking hell, it's not, I ain't moved into a flat where the neighbours play, you know, music all yeah. night or, you know, have parties all night because this was quite late in the morning when she finished off. Anyway, she stood up in the washing up and she can really hear these, these voices and, and music and that. And she, um, she thinks, you know, that's weird. Anyway, so she goes walking to the hall where this music's coming from. And as she gets there, she hears that the music's coming from the landing. So she goes up to the landing and her CD player's on. Okay, but the thing about this, the CD player was on, but it was on like track 8 yeah. out of 12, you know? So it wasn't started from the beginning. And she'd only hear this music, for, you know, so cause I said, well, how long did you hear the music for before you investigated? And she said, oh, literally a minute. Mm. Yeah, you because know, she thought, fucking hell, you know what I mean? She's going to go next door and say, you know. Yeah. But anyway, so it, it wasn't on long enough for the for the track to, uh, you know, get to that track. So anyway, so she goes to the wall to press the plug off, switches the plug down, and the CD player stays on. At that point, she unplugs it from the wall, and it stays on. Yeah, I've had that before. Okay, so she's a bit alarmed by this. Goes downstairs, rings her mum. My mum comes over. Um, she goes upstairs. CD player's off by now. She goes upstairs, plugs a CD player in, turns it on, it works. Turns it off, it goes off. No, no problem. Ooh. So, anyway, 
she just said, oh, you know, I don't know, maybe it was just because it's late now, whatever. Sort of rules it out. Anyway, a couple of days later, she's still in the house decorating and that. Um, this is night time, obviously, after she's been work and all the rest of it. So she decides uh, to sleep there for the night. She's going to get some decorating done and spend the night at, at the flat. Oh, yeah. So she spent, she spends the night there. In the middle of the night, she wakes up for a drink or the yep. toilet or whatever. She goes into the bathroom and the bath is full of water. Okay. You now she hasn't run a bath the whole time she's been there. So she didn't hear the bath running? Nope, she didn't hear the bath running. Nope. She just looked at okay. And she said it was uh, the strange thing about it, she said, was it was bubbly. It had bubbles in it. Okay, so she thought, well, you know, this is strange, you know. So she scooped her hand into the water to, you know, as you do. Yeah. Uh, to scoop the bubbles up and she said when her hand came up there's no bubbles on it Ooh. she did it again no no wetness no bubbles it's like the bath wasn't really it was full to the eye but yeah. actually when you felt it it was not full uh, no bath so you know she, she pulled the plug and um, I think she actually went back home that night anyway this has happened a couple of times this bath uh, you know the bath right. being there um, anyway so eventually everybody moves in and they have a uh, housewarming party, okay? So the neighbours come round and all the rest of it. And she happens to mention this story. It comes in conversation, as it does. And she just happens to mention one of the neighbours. She says, um, you know, um, can I ask you something about this house? Like, she says, well, so she explains this bath situation. And she said that the neighbour just went ash and white. She was looking at her eyes, like, mouth dropped open. And, and she thought it was because it was an alarming, you know, strange yeah, story. Yeah. But she could see from the neighbour's reaction there was a bit more to this. So she says, you know something, don't you? And the neighbour says, yeah. She says, you got to tell me. You know, so she says, uh, I won't, you know, won't tell me who's been all the rest of it. And then, but just, you got to tell yeah. me what's going on. Um, and the neighbour says, well, she says, uh, where was your CD player plugged in? And she says, oh, they, they switched the plug socket just outside the bathroom. And she went, all right, okay. And she went, why? What do you know? Anyway, it turns out the previous tenant actually committed suicide in the bath by took it, dropping in the air dryer or whatever it was. And that, that air dryer was plugged into the same socket where the CD player was. Got you. That wouldn't switch off. Yep. And then obviously with the bath being full and that. Yep. Um, but, you know, she sort of did a, a smudging, if you want to call it that. You know, she sort of hopefully moved the spirit on. Yes, 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 yes. You know, once you once you got clean clean the air atmosphere into the bathroom. That's it. Once you got the information and that, she she did her best to move the spirit on and that. And uh, she said, like touch wood. Since then, there's a few months now she's been in that place. It's not happened again. Yeah, no strange goings on. No, so it looks like she nipped in the bud. But, um, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, I remember a little story of mine. I remember um, a few years ago. I think it was in the nineties. I went to see. A psychic medium at the town hall called Stephen O'Brien. I was a big fan of Stephen. Still, I'm a big fan of Stephen. Um, and everything was great until I got into the building, town hall. It was great. And then my wife was texting me weird shit was happening in my house. My my boys was young boys at the time, and there was things. My boy we had a rocking chair, kind of a little armchair, and it was, it was being pushed. My boy thought it was being, you know it was Liz, you know Liz was in the kitchen, and. Uh, we had this toy, like a little car. We, 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 look what Alex had, you know, my, my young son. And he was racing around, and I thought, she had enough of this. And she, she said, he kept going off, kept going off, kept going off. She's had enough of it. She thinks she threw it in a washing basket because he wanted to shut up. She turned it off, oh, yeah. but he wanted to shut up. It was racing around the room, man, man. And she thought, oh, fuck you. And she ended up 
lobbing it in the washing basket. Um, I think it was because maybe I was with Stephen O'Brien, whatever, anyway. I came home and she said, oh, these things have been out there, but it stopped. She said, oh, I'm sick of that car. She's got the car, I'm, I've had enough, I chucked it in the bathroom. And I looked, I picked it up and I said, what's up with it? She said, oh, it keeps going off, keeps going off. Open the bottom, there's no batteries in it. Yeah. So the fucker's going round, 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 yeah. all the time, flashing lights, but there's no batteries in it. Just how it's going, I don't know. But the, there's no batteries at all in it, I swear. My wife just chucked it in the washing basket and left as it was. It wasn't, wasn't touched after that until I come home. So it was racing around on its own power. Kids' toys just seem to go off randomly, don't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. You know, but um, they also obviously the, the spirit can actually put energy into the car and do it itself. So that part of the well, yeah. So that's uh, the Hatman. That's the Hatman. Yeah. Uh, in my uh, my theory is they are lower astral realms popping in for a drink. That's it, and making a nuisance of themselves. Got your view. Mm, yeah, I might so. stick a poll poll up about this. Yeah. See what people think on Facebook. So if you want, yeah. want to take part in the poll, tell us what you think it is. Then I think you'll find most cases where the Facebook. hat man or shadow people pin is really people are mostly percentage of them are, are down depressed, you know, in, in the mood and yeah. down and out, and that's where they'll you know come in and make an appearance. But yeah, well, I, I don't know. I mean, the I'd say eight percent of the cases that I've read don't seem to bear that out mm. uh, but yeah it gives your opinion and yeah. uh, just before I go I just want to say if you've seen a cryptid or you know anybody that has seen a cryptid please let us know yeah please let us know get in touch with us at dbtopodcast at gmail.com uh, we're really interested in speaking to people who've seen Absolutely. cryptid creatures that's any cryptid creature any um, obviously if you've got a ghost story and all that then you can get in touch with us as well yeah come on the show tell us your story Absolutely. So uh, that being said, we'll see you next week. Thank you very much for listening. Leave a review if possible. Please. And please subscribe. Visit the Patreon. Uh, we've got some free stuff on there. We as have. Well, as, you know, as well as the paid content. So please visit that. Check it out. See what you think. Um, feedback is always welcome. <sighs> yeah. So yeah, okay. got yeah. a couple of good shows coming up for you. We have. We've got some really good shows. You can yeah. be, you're going to be real spoiled in the next three, four weeks. Yeah, cool. Guest co-host as well coming on so yeah that being said we will see you next week take care bye now well they've gone no just for now it wasn't the right time for us to meet but there'll be other nights other stars for us to watch they'll be back